signals for the Baltimore Colts. Unitas gives to Amici. The Colts are the world champions. Amici scores. Amazing, sensational, dramatic, heart-rending, exciting, thrilling finish in the history of college football. California has won the big game. This is Bill Steele. This is Mike Burnham. This is Wes Durham. This is Mike Ashley. Hi, this is Chuck Foreman, number 44 of the Minnesota Vikings. Woo, mercy, this is handsome Jimmy Vine, the boogie-woogie man. This is Coach Pride with Virginia Tech football, and you are listening to Big Dog Sports Talk. Are you ready to rock? Are you ready to roll? Okay, let's do it. You're in the doghouse with Rick Watson and Big Dog Sports Talk on the WRAD Talk Network. 101.7, 103.5, and AM 1460. Streaming worldwide at WRADradio.com and the TuneIn app for your phone. Join the conversation now on the Baker Team Hotline, 540-639-4900. Or text Rick and the show at 744-2990. And now your host, the big dog, Rick Watson. of reality considering right now as they check the old temperature on the wall it says six degrees but maybe it's a heat wave after all we just haven't realized it yet welcome to wednesday good morning keon brown joins us at 6 35 we'll talk some college hoops there's a big one tonight in charlottesville Virginia Tech and Virginia. Bill Roth, I'm sure we'll get into that. Roth report at 8.05 and then David Teal, the Hall of Famer, and by the way, just got named once again as the Virginia Sports Writer of the Year. It's a dynasty now. He'll join us at 8.35. And always want you to join us because that's why I come in and do the program, 639-4900, because of you. The smartest listening audience of radio. That's the Baker Team Hotline, 744-2990 is the text line. Rick at New River Radio, or you can send me a message on, hang on, what's it called? Messenger. Yeah, yeah. Imagine that. So I'm going to try to find heat-related tunes for most of the day today, just to kind of help us out. It is, uh, it's frigid. Can't use my normal term of brisk. It's it's frigid. It's six. Six. <sighs> One thing that should never show up in single digits is the thermometer. Six. And you know you get excited. I just heard uh, our folks 
WFXR. Uh, I just heard them say, what, what, tomorrow it might get up to 40. You know it's cold when you fist pump when you hear, ooh, we may get up to 40, upper 30s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whew. Brisk does not fit it. There you go. When it's cold, mindset is everything. See, there it is. Thank you. <laughs> At least, and I'm going to knock on wood here because I don't want to jinx it. At least we don't have wind accompanying this. Because when you look at, okay, it, it's six. Let's see what it feels like right now. Oh, it feels like minus seven. So the wind chill is, you know, quite a bit below. But if you have any uh, heat-related song requests, let me know. We'll throw those on for you. I'm trying to think. You know, we've got Heat Wave. you got the heat is on, clearly, right? From Beverly Hills Cop, Glenn Fry. I mean, we can, we can figure out some way to try to make it a, a warmer day, at least inside the studio, for the next uh, few hours. And it's just days like this that remind me how right I am about being anti-winter and snow. Like, I can't imagine anybody waking up today, even if this is your type of year, time of year and your type of weather, and you go, yeah, yeah, look at that. It's six. Look how nothing is moving. Everything is kind of eerily quiet because it's probably dead. But hey... It's winter time. High today, maybe in the 20s. Maybe. Maybe in the 20s. Well, you know what? It's going to be sizzling hot tonight in the Dedman Center as well. Come out and see us. Highlanders and Gardner-Webb running Bulldogs. 7 o'clock. We'll be on the air at 6.30 here at WRED. Radford with their next four out of five at home on the hardwood. Tech and UVA tonight. Vegas agrees it's going to be a tight one. It's a three-point spread right now in favor of the home team. Now, I know in football you usually get a field goal for being the home team. I don't know if the three-point rule applies for hoops. Let's just say for this instance we'll, we'll – throw it in that it does well then you're looking at basically an even matchup we don't know about Hunter Couture I haven't seen an update on whether he's going to play I don't know but a very winnable game for Tech to get back on track after giving up a home game and it's starting to feel like teams like Virginia Tech and Virginia these are the types of games now in the middle of January that eventually we look back on and see if they get a thumbs up or thumbs down to get an at-large berth in the NCAA tournament. Now, I know that's on down the road. we got a lot of basketball to play. You don't want to sit there and openly think about it all the time if you're Coach Mike Young. Or Tony Bennett. But that's what tonight is. And we'll talk about it with David Teal, who will be there. And I'm sure Bill Roth will talk about it as well. Yeah, K-State Rob, knocking off number nine Baylor last night. The Wildcats getting it done. Congratulations, K-State Rob. You know, you're 
your athletic program is probably one of the most underrated from top to bottom, right? Team was good last year. Radford played them pretty well last year in Manhattan. NCAA tournament, 13 wins again this year. Football program is is always a team you don't want to step out on the field against, right? Women's basketball for years has been very strong. How's the baseball program out there, K-State, Bob? Uh, K-State, I Rob, I never, never hear about Kansas State baseball. But, yeah, absolutely. One of the best logos and a team that I've not seen ruin their basic uniform. They stay with the shiny helmet, right? Purple Wildcat, purple top, silver pant, or on the road, white top, Silver pant. I don't see any. Let's throw in unnecessary black, which is what Virginia Tech loves to do. Don't see any of that. Just basic uniform, home and away. Nice people in Manhattan, Kansas as well. Baseball about like Tech, he says. Okay, well, there you go. So not, not great, but not bad. Competitive. Manhattan, not the easiest place to get to. I'll tell you that. (laughs) But, big win last night. Last night was one of those nights where if you were a sports fan, I mean, I don't know if you wanted to watch any of the games. There were some interesting games, right? I mean, it's Big 12 night. Eh. Sometimes I, I just want to get away from it, to be honest depending on who it is. I'd really, you know, if I didn't have to work a game tonight, I would be uh, very much into watching Tech and UVA. I won't get to watch it tonight. but uh, We'll be keeping up with it there on Press Row from the Dedman Center. Six, by the way, six. (laughs) Six degrees. So we mentioned David Teal was named the uh, Sports Writer of the Year, and Mike Burnup was named the Sports Caster of the Year. So congratulations to Burnup. Two of your regular guests here on the program winning awards. Good for both of those gentlemen. Not surprised at all. It's what we do here on the program. So I started doing a thing here, and I want to ask you guys and gals. It's hard to find something where I'm at in my life to where I sit down and I want to watch television. You know, it's hard for me to get into any of these shows. It's hard for me to to sit down and go, yep, I'm going to start watching a show. Because there's just not a lot of good shows on. You know, most of the shows that are created today, especially by the younger, you know, think tanks and writers and so forth, are pretty much anti what I am, right? A uh, beyond middle-aged white dude. (laughs) So (laughs) you don't find a lot to offer. So the other night I was sitting around, 
with my gal pal. And I thought, let's find something to watch. So I go to Amazon Prime and I said, hey, I've heard about this show called Reacher. Why don't we start it and see if it's any good? I had no idea really in-depthly what it was about. And I'm telling you, it's one of the best things that I have seen on television in a long, long time, or really in any kind of entertainment offering in a long time. Does anybody watch Reacher? It's good stuff, man. Final episode of season two is coming up this week. Isn't that great? K-State Rob says, unlike uh, some that root for schools in different sports, I root for K-State and other sports. Yeah, I don't get it. That's a great point. And I'll never understand that mentality. And there are a lot of people like that. How can you pull for a college in one sport but not the other? <laughs> you know what? There are a lot of tech fans that used to be really guilty of that. And I used to bring this up a lot on the first run of the show back uh, from 2001 to 2010. I knew a lot of people that had season tickets to Tech football but loved Duke basketball or Carolina basketball and would root against Tech on the hardwood. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand that. I don't know how you can pull for a school in one sport but not the other. Now, you might like a school in another sport, right? So K-State, Rob, obviously you're with your Wildcats through everything. But you might say, oh, cool, you know, I kind of like, I don't know, whomever it is. I kind of like watching Mississippi State play. I like their logo. And you might pull for them. You might want them to do well. But they're not, they're not your team. There are, oh, there are a lot of fans out there, boy. They separate the sports now. They're going to support one and move on to the next. I'll never understand that. Ever. Not from a collegiate sports fan base. I don't know how you can pull for Virginia Tech in football and not pull for them in basketball. Or you might want them to do well, but if they played Duke straight up, you'd want Duke to win. I know there are those of you out there, there used to be, North Carolina fan, filters in there. Jeremy writes in, love Reacher. Season one was a couple years ago, started watching it. Yeah, the dude, uh, let's see, what's his name? I don't even know his name. Hang on. What's the guy's name? Uh, The big guy? The Reacher guy? (laughs) Whatever his name is. Alan something. Yeah, he's good. It's a good show. It's a, it's a show that's really old school and anti what most of entertainment brings to the table today. Strong male and female characters supporting one another. And basically, they're just kicking ass and taking names and doing what's right. But uh, it's a good show. It's a good show. I just saw they signed up for a third season. I'm glad to have found something that was actually watchable because the offerings, like I said, there's just... I mean, what else is out there? People liked Yellowstone for a while, then Costner went crazy and quit and all that. I never really, I tried to watch it. I never really liked it. Everybody, I think because they're, you know, we talk about 
somebody was making such a big deal out of it, like like I talked about the other day. You know, you get a song, you got to hear. A movie, you got to go watch. And you go, yeah, whatever. I wasn't really, I, I wasn't down with Yellowstone. Tried to watch the, uh, what was it? Uh, yeah, real popular during the uh, <coughs> COVID shutdowns. Ozark, is that what it was called? What's his name? Jason Bateman? Is that his name? Liked the first season okay, and then I started to watch the second, and I realized, wait a minute, every episode's exactly the same. Exactly the same. I mean, it wasn't bad, but became very, very predictable, and then they killed Ruth at the end. So, All right. <laughs> Spoiler alert! Come on, if you haven't seen it by now, it's been two years. So just get over it. Yes, Ruth gets killed. Just getting started here on a, uh, a frigid Wednesday. We'd love to hear from you. Text line's always open for you. 744-2990. Keon Brown, Bill Rolfe, David Teal. We'll be back. The Imbruglia was uh, out of the rotation, but I uh, guess I was wrong. See, there was the forecast right there where he's saying, uh, you're going to get up in the mid-20s today, and you're actually going, yeah, all right, double digits. Yeah. Yeah. Whew. 639-4900. I've gotten like uh, four people that have said they uh, love Reacher as well. So there you go. I figured as much. I said, I'm going to bring up Reacher to the peeps. I bet they, I bet many of them have seen Reacher. Pretty good show. Amazon Prime. If you have Prime, it's free on there. You don't have to pay extra for it. It's there. But you're already paying, I guess, because it's Prime. Not a lot. Not a lot out there to watch. It's hard. It's hard to find something good. Like, I can't envision myself ever willingly going, yeah, let's go to the movies. Last movie I saw was uh, Top Gun Maverick, which I'm glad I went. I owe it all to Wayne from Ohio. He kept telling me it was good. And this is from somebody who didn't like the first one. Like I, thought, I still think the first one is campy and silly and kind of just lame. But, man, oh, man, did they nail the second one. I hear they're making a third, so I hope they don't jump the shark. On that one, but uh, no, I did. I really, really enjoyed uh, Top Gun Maverick. That was the last movie I've been to. Not a lot of offerings from Hollywood that I'm interested in, or any of the mindset from Hollywood that I'm interested in. So tough for me to get all all worked up about. Yeah, I can't wait for that to come out. Yeah. All right. Keon Brown's going to join us. We'll jump into a Tech UVA. Other offerings that he has. Got to see KB down at uh, Longwood. We're going to talk about uh, Longwood Lancers and Radford Highlanders last week. Big South, everything else. Coming up with our basketball correspondent. Hope you're well wherever you might be, and I hope you're staying warm.
Roads are good and clear this morning, but it is just, you know, bitterly cold. We shall return. We're coming up. Don't go away. Tell me where have you been? You know I just closed my eyes. My whole world is up here. Father of mine, take me back to the day. Yeah, when I was still your golden boy, back before you went away. I remember blue skies walking the block. I loved it when you held me high. I loved to hear you talk. You would take me to the movie. Here on this uh, very frigid Wednesday morning. Joining us now on the program, and it was so good to uh, see and hang out with him last Thursday. Keon Brown joins us, our basketball correspondent. KB, good morning, brother. How are you, man? Oh, man, did you look uh, sharp on Thursday night? Rick Watson, what's going on, man? I appreciate it, man. I got to look. Every time we play rapid, I wear my best suit. I'm, I, I don't. I think you noticed that the past few years, but <laughs> dude, I had, whenever I see Rick Watson, whenever I'm in the building with the legend, I have to dress to impress. <laughs> I appreciate that, though. Was that what? It, is that what it was? It was because of me that you, hate, man. I tell you what, what was that? It was kind of like a. It wasn't necessarily a uh, a purple. It's kind of like a deep violet or something, man. What was that? That was good. That was nice. Very nice. That's exactly what it was. That was exactly what it was. It was my mother's favorite color is purple. My daughter's name is Violet, so I had to combine it. Ah, you see what I did there? See, I see what <laughs> you, you see did. What I did there? You're always thinking. You're always thinking. Yeah, man. <laughs> well, anyway, it was a big win uh, for Radford, and they let one get away on uh, Saturday in triple overtime. But what did you think? Is, I know you, you you know this Radford team, and you know you know the players already, and you know what uh, Coach Nichols is all about. But what did you think seeing them last week? Now is where. You know, getting in the middle of January, so we're over halfway done in this season. One of the deepest teams in the Big South, if not the deepest. I mean, as you know, a guy who's been uh, covering the Big South for over two decades, it's like every night is a battle. There's no nights out in this league. And for Radford to travel to Farmville and win in that building and win in Farmville, uh, it said a lot because that's one of the most difficult places to play. Since they've had Griff Aldridge as a coach at Longwood, they don't really lose in that building. I think that was only their sixth or seventh loss since he's been a coach. And I think he's in year five or six, so it's averaging almost one loss per year. So I'm impressed with the squad. That three-headed monster of Brian Antoine, Kenyon Giles, and Dequan Smith is just the best backcourt in the league. When those guys are on, it's hard to beat him, especially when Brian Antoine is scoring. It takes Rafford to a whole nother level. What I'm excited about is seeing Joe Harris return. I mean, he is a big guy, great body, athletic, fast, strong, can rebound with the best of them. Rafford's going to be taken to another level with him. And you already have Justin Archer, who's second in the league and rebounds. But in my opinion, he's not even the best rebounder on the team. That goes to Jill Harris, in my opinion. I think that the coaches were strategic when they got him out of the transfer portal because you say on one end, Joe Harris is a guy 
who was sixth in the nation. No, I'm sorry, he was third in the nation in defensive rebounding a year ago, and Justin Archer was sixth in the nation in offensive rebounding. So you combine that together, and you have a problem for the rest of the Big South. We certainly could have used him against High Point, but that's the topic for another day. We'll get to see the Panthers again with Joe Harris. And then, unfortunately, we don't have T.J. Neesmith anymore. He's out for the remainder of the year. But what a combination of guards, what a combination of bigs. I love to see Brian Antoine continue to be a bit more aggressive on the offensive end because, as I said, it's a whole new team once he gets going. But I like Rafferty to be at the top of the standings. Um, you know, one and two so far. Tough triple overtime loss to Winthrop on Saturday. A good Winthrop team who's undefeated. One of two teams in the league who's undefeated. We'll see those guys again. Uh, let a huge lead slip early. But I still like what I saw still early in the league. With more games to come, you'll see the league continue to get more competitive. High point to me seems to be the best so far. I love Bodo Bodo, the big man who doesn't need the ball offensively but impacts the game on so many levels. A job with a job by Coach has to come over from Creighton. Nope. Did I lose Keon? KB? KB? Did I lose you? KB? Oh, we have lost Keon. I didn't even hear a click. He just disappeared. I'll let him try to get uh, situated there. Not sure what happened there. That sounded like a phone completely dying, didn't it? Because sometimes you get that little warning, kind of some static, or it starts to fade. And sometimes it just goes away. I think uh, this is him calling back now. KB, are you with me? Yeah, man. I have no idea what happened. You just poofed. You poofed. It was unbelievable. Everything's <laughs> <laughs> having good on my end. Technology's a wonderful thing. But anyway, you were talking about yeah, man. Uh, you're talking about the highs. <laughs> yeah, man. Excellent. Like I said, excellent squad. Competitive league is going to be like that all year. They'll be at the top. Still got another matchup with Halfway, another matchup with Winthrop. So I know they still have a goal of getting that number one seed. They're still right there from the grass. Just going to be a bit tougher coming from the bottom and then having to play catch up with High Point and Winter, but I still like their chances in the regular season, especially in the tournament. Ken Brown joining us on the yeah, program, Brown. our basketball correspondent. All right, uh, there's a big one tonight in Charlottesville. It seems like the team that wins this is going to kind of be back uh, pretty safely on the bubble, maybe. I mean, UVA especially. Tech still trying to find itself. Hunter Couture, I don't know whether he's going to be there tonight or not. Tech's being pretty hush-hush about it, which I understand. But how big do you think it is tonight? And uh, what does Tech have to do to pull that one off in Charlottesville, a Virginia team that is not scoring and not defending like we're used to seeing? Hunter Couture plays, I like Virginia Tech. Hunter Couture doesn't play, I like UVA. It's that simple to me. I think for UVA, I think their main problem is, like you said, they have a problem scoring. You ask Reese Beekman to be not only the best player, best defensive player on the team, but he's the best defensive player in the ACC. Obviously, he was ACC's defensive player the year season ago. Now, you ask him to be your best offensive player, which wasn't what he – it's not what he does best. He's a solid offensive player, but he's not a guy that you want to say lead us on the end, especially while having to be the best defender. So I think that's a problem there. I think Keenly is a pretty good player as well, but scoring is at a premium for UVA right now. Sean Padula has been playing out of his mind for Virginia Tech, so he has to keep it up. 
Link Kidd, one of the most improved players I've seen in college basketball, but I think it comes down ultimately to Hunter Couture and if he's available. The reports came out that he's, quote-unquote, feeling much better, but I think he will end up going, on, in my opinion, for them to come out and at least say that. I think he'll be gone, but it'll be tough. I think it'll be one of those UVA-Virginia Tech classic matchups where it comes down to the final minute and the team that executes the best will win. And as I said, I think Hunter Couture plays, so I think Virginia Tech will win the ball game and UVA will lose uh, the second time. I think it'll be the second time at home this year. I think they lost to Wisconsin earlier. So Virginia is is a whole mess right now. And, you know, with the lack of offensive talent that they have over there, they're going to continue to struggle. And we know that Tony Bennett, Tony Bennett is a defensive savant, so I think he can adjust that, and I think that they will – go back to the mean. I think they'll be a top 10 team like they've been in this whole tenure, but I think they'll still be good enough defensively to where they'll at least be in some ball games. And I think it'll be a close game tonight, but I like Virginia Tech in the end, especially if Hunter Couture is clear to play. Well, this isn't a criticism because they've won a national championship, but why do you think it's been so difficult for Tony Bennett to be able to put together a consistent offense? It seems like almost every year we're talking about UVA not being able to score the basketball the way they need to? I think it's because the state of college basketball has changed so much. And when you think of the guys who have come from UVA, the Cal guys, the Malcolm Brogdons, you know, guys like that, and the host of other guys that have uh, been drafted, they've done it a certain way. And that way that they've done it is we get these guys who I've mentioned the uh, DeAndre Hunters of the Atlanta Hawks, the Cal guys who was drafted, the, you know, X amount, Malcolm Brogdon, who was NBA Rookie of the Year, just to name a few. When, when those guys were playing at UVA, you could develop players, and it's okay to develop players. Nowadays, you have to go through the transfer portal, and you have to be able to adjust to the times. There's no room for developing players or the leash for developing players is so short right now that it's like win now or go home. We talk about Coach Huss at High Point, right? He comes over and turns that program over who was a bottom feeder in the Big South. Now look, they look like they're the best team in the Big South with the staff of a finger. So it's like you have to win now. And the old era of developing players is long gone. It's almost like uh, Coach Sweeney, at Clemson, who said, I'm not going through the portal. Well, you're going to continue to lose. It's just the state of college basketball. And now Tony Bennett is going to have to, you know, adjust to that as well. And if he can continue to bring multiple transfers in, who's going to help his team immediately, then you'll see UVA of O. But until then, you tr- still try to develop players. That time is over and you'll struggle like you're doing right now. I think that's the main problem with Tony Bennett and UVA basketball right now. Not that he's a bad coach, because obviously he's not. He's one of the best coaches in college basketball, in my opinion. You just have to adjust to the times. And once he does that, you'll see a different UVA. Top 25 right now is kind of all over the place. North Carolina, though, is starting to climb. I mean, you said last week you thought UConn would be the top team. They are. But how good do you think Carolina is? Or is the ACC, which I think is very competitive, just not at their level? Seems like Carolina, maybe Duke trying to separate a little bit, but... You think Carolina is just, and this is kind of the way it was, right? I mean, had a great regular season a couple years ago, and then the run, and then 
last year they didn't live up to the billing. Is is this team now this year the one that you thought you saw you were going to see coming when you watched them play against Radford? Oh uh, yeah, for sure. I think both of us could see it coming because we said this is the team in a couple of months that you will not want to see, especially at the start of ACC play. And this team, in my opinion, is Final Four has Final Four potential. They have everything you need. R.J. Davis as a two guard who is playing as good as anyone in the position in college basketball. Armando Bacot, the big guy, you have him as an anchor down there, averaging a double-double at 15 and 10. Elliot Cadeau continues to get better as the season goes on, and we can see that coming because he's a pass-first guy, kind of a mixture of a Kendall Marshall and a Cole Anthony type guy who can score on all three levels, is fairly athletic, but is a pass-first guy and always makes the right reads. Cormac Ryan, a three-point shooter. These guys have a, everything that they need to be successful. Hopefully they won't flame out in the tournament because they are so deep, they're so talented. Seems like Coach Hubert Davis is doing an excellent job coaching that club right now. And to me, like I said, Final Four potential. And with the state of college basketball, with the amount of parity there is right now with the UConn, the Purdue's, the Kansas, just a musical chairs at that number one spot right now. It's hard to predict what will come of, uh, you know, these teams come tournament time, but they have everything they need as well to contend for a national championship, and I expect them to because they're too talented not to. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. I, I'm just enjoying, you know, and you've said this a while back. I mean, when it all started with the portal, I mean – I'm watching mid-majors, KB, and I'm watching them, and I go, wow, they had a shot to go deep in the tournament. I mean, th- this whole thing is, in college basketball at least, we don't think about it as much as we do with football, obviously, because the rosters are so big. And, and I know guys are leaving, you know, probably with the same frequency in basketball as they are football. But you, you just like we see High Point, what they've done with their portal guys, those starters that have turned around that program. I mean, college basketball is truly becoming – balanced across the country, isn't it, because of the portal? Absolutely. You saw how white hot James Madison started off. You see Dayton in the Atlantic 10 playing excellent basketball and Coach Anthony Grant. You saw what Florida Atlantic did a season ago, and those guys continue to fall in the rankings. But that's still a team that I wouldn't want to play moving forward. Colorado State is really good. There's a list of teams that I can name at that mid-major level that will give teams problems and teams will not want to see in a one-and-done scenario in the NCAA tournament. And when you see these rosters and you look at where they transfer from, they're all power five guys who didn't get opportunities to come to mid-majors and are, quote-unquote, the man on the team. So once they play against these high-major teams, it does nothing for their psyche. It's just a regular day for them, and they are coming into those games expected to win. So that's what you see in the tournament. And as I said, I say it every year on here, that difference in the NCAA tournament that kind of levels the playing field is that neutral site. It's a, it's a death pit for the Power Five. That's why you see so many upsets in the tournament in college basketball. And I love it. I can't wait. We're so close to it about, well, we're about 50, about 65 days away from the tournament, something yeah. like that. So yeah. we're close. Some of these teams better get ready because they're going to be sent home early. I know. It's going to be wild, man. It is. It's going to be so wild. I know we say it every year, but it's the best sporting event we have in this yeah. country. And this year, I think even more than the last few years, it's going to be really like just shrug, yeah, throw a dart at the teams that you think are going to win, and just do the best you can once the brackets get here. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> no doubt, man. 
Everybody no doing doubt, o- everybody doing okay? You say your fam? Yeah, we're good my way. You know, we're out of school again today. We've been out of school yesterday for the snow. We're out of school again today for the refreeze. It's like feels like negative three out there. And then on Friday, it's supposed to be another inch. So we'll see how things go. But I'm just glad that we got an extra, stuck extra two days. And I think we'll be back tomorrow. At least on a delay, Friday will look iffy because the snow's supposed to start early. So that's what we're dealing with. How about you, buddy? You guys good? Yeah, I guess you know I hate, I hate snow and I hate the cold too. So we got we're yeah. getting we're getting it double barrel right now. So uh, absolutely. <laughs> well, all right, yeah, brother. Man. Listen, man, stay safe. Uh, great to hear from you. It was great to see you last Thursday, man. Yes, sir. All right, brother. I'll see you again soon, man. Can't wait to talk to you again. I know, man. Me too. Me too. There you go. That's Keon Brown. Great stuff. Breaking it all down in the ACC in the Big South. Having a good time, though, watching some of these results. Mid-majors are popping up everywhere, man. I mean, BYU, not really a mid-major in the Big 12, but there's a team, FAU, you name it. You go down the list. We always talk about the A-10, Dayton, the Flyers, teams like that. It's going to be on like Donkey Kong come bracket time. But right now, we're still in the middle of conference schedule. Tech and UVA tonight in a big one. We'll wrap up Hour 1 after this. Coming to the conclusion of hour number one. Hour three, Bill Roth and David Teal join us on the program. Thanks to uh, Keon Brown for joining us. So we've gotten uh, about 11 different text messages, people saying how much they enjoy Reacher. That's the one show I'm watching now. 11 yeses, no negatives on Reacher. I guess I should get the guy's name, shouldn't I? Alan something. Hang on. I'm new to the show. Give me a break. Give me a break. Well, anyway, whatever his name is, Alan Richson. Rich. <laughs> Richson? <laughs> he may be Australian. I don't know. I just know one thing. He's a big boy. Does a nice job with that character. It's a good supporting cast. I like it. It's good. Shocking, but it's a man, a man show, if you will. They created a show that dudes can enjoy. Hard to believe. Hard to believe. So, yeah, it's good stuff. Good stuff. Reacher on Amazon Prime. Highly recommend it if you haven't sat down to uh, to watch it. It's it's really good. It's really good. Um, hour two, we'll get into some more ACC stuff. And I'm going to play a clip. It's going to completely and absolutely epitomize where we are today with today's media and so-called journalists. This happened at a Todd Bowles press conference yesterday, the head coach of the Buccaneers. And you just sit there and you just shake your head. Anyway, we'll get into all that plus more of your calls. 
Text messages, love to hear from you. Bill Roth, David Teal in Hour 3. Stay with us. We'll be back.